0: welcome to locked on kentucky your daily kentucky podcast on the locked on podcast network i'm curtis birch host and producer on news radio 630 wlap the home of the cats
1: and i'm kyle tucker of the athletic and together curtis and i are here every day monday through friday talking to cats if it's a big deal to the big blue nation you can hear it right here on the locked on podcast network
0: This edition of the show is brought to you by Grassroots Pharmacy. We'll tell you a little bit more about them in just a bit. We are going to be talking a transfer into UK football, uh, give you your daily Jaden McDaniels update, and then um, shift a little bit in recruiting to 2020. Uh, as I mentioned earlier this week, I got a chance to go to Indy and check out some of the prospects. And a couple weeks ago, uh, Kyle was in Atlanta to see the same guys. Uh, so we'll discuss some of the Kentucky targets to wrap up this uh, edition of the show. Uh, but let's start with the big transfer news, Kyle. Uh, I think most people thought this was coming, um, but now it's here. Xavier Peters, who was the a four-star Um, Defensive end from up in Cincinnati, Lakota West. Uh, Played last season at Florida State. He was a longtime Kentucky commit. And then late in the game, picked Florida State. He announced that he was transferring. And he is coming to Kentucky. Uh, This is a pretty big get for Mark Stoops, ain't it?
1: Yeah, it's a guy that they really, really wanted in last year's class. uh, The 2018 class. Um, and it get, you know, it brings them now to, uh, I think that would be four, four star guys, at least in the two, four, seven rankings out of that group. Um, Mark McCall, um, out of Michigan, uh, Darian Kennard out of Ohio, Christopher Oates out of Ohio, and then, um, Xavier Peters out of Ohio. So, uh, and I think all those were Vince Merrill guys, right?
0: Um, I think, so cool. uh, Clingscale is, is kind of one of the Michigan dudes. So I, okay. I think you see, he, he had, he parts, uh, that's his recruiting territory, but I'm sure Vince was, well, I'm sure Vince is involved in to a certain extent on all the, all the guys since he is you yeah. know, the, the recruiting director. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I think that's kind but, of Klingscale's territory.
1: Yeah. And, and if you look at rivals, uh, well, really if you look at any of the rankings, but rivals had him as, I think that was the highest number 75 overall in that class. So he was a top 100 recruit. Um, He would have been the highest ranked recruit in the 2018 class for Kentucky. One of the highest ranked guys Kentucky's gotten Um, uh, rivals had him the number six overall outside linebacker in 2018. I think he had an offer from Alabama, tons of offers. Um, This is a pretty big deal. He didn't, I think he played in two games and had one tackle last year at Florida State. So he obviously took the red shirt because you can play four games. Uh, So he's got four years to play. That's a pretty big deal. Um, I don't know what the depth was in front of him. I assume at Florida State they had other guys, and that's why he redshirted. But I, I don't think that takes away from the fact that this is a pretty high-end prospect that they got. And, and you know, they really stacked up some talent at outside linebacker um, to uh, replace not not just replace Josh Allen, but to sort of replenish there. I mean, they just lost a top ten pick. You know, they've got. I mentioned Christopher Oates. He was a four-star outside linebacker, played a bunch last year and really excited people. DeAndre Square was, I think, close to four-star guy, um, played a bunch. He's another Michigan. I mean, all their top guys in that 2018 class were Michigan and Ohio guys. Um, uh, Square was a a Michigan guy. Um, So, you know, and now they've got this kid who was same class but redshirted. So um, you've got a bunch of good young outside linebackers now in the pipeline for Kentucky. Um and obviously guys want to come play for Brad White I think uh, mm. for Mark Stoops. Um, well, yeah, yeah, real quick,
0: like uh, to that point, you know the way he, I guess, I mean it's not uh, he didn't like a uh, the tweet he sent out wasn't I'm coming to Kentucky. Um, I'm trying to find it here. Uh, it was basically just him in a in a suit, and I'm venturing I'm venturing to guess this was a a Photoshop done by. Uh, the UK uh, people, but it was like him at draft night. Um, and, and so, you know, that's clearly what they're selling to him. And I mean, it makes sense what Kentucky Kentucky's had, had a ton of success uh, for that. So, you know, I, I get why he wants to be a part of that. And Brad White and Mark Stoops are, are big portions of that. The other thing that's interesting with him, um, Uh, Kyle, the reason that he kind of cited when he initially was transferring was the fact that he wanted to be closer to home uh, because of his son. I believe I'm paraphrasing his quote here. Basically, it was a situation, and, you know, Kyle, you as a father can probably uh, find some uh, some similarities. And if you're going on the road for a little bit, he said he, he came home and he was crawling. And then the next time he came home, he was walking and he just didn't want to, didn't want to do it that way. So he wanted to be closer to son. And obviously Cincinnati is pretty close to UK.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, uh, you know, that, that'll be, that too will be interesting to see, you know, can he get the waiver and yeah. be eligible yeah. immediately? Because that's a pretty, you know, a pretty legitimate, um, reason and and so you know he may be on the field form this fall at which point i think they're feeling pretty good about their outside linebackers slash in slash pass rushers pass pass rushers whatever you want to call them i mean they and to kind of go along with that idea i mentioned oats and square uh now getting uh peters then they signed two four-star dn slash outside linebacker types out of louisville uh jj weaver and jared casey that are coming in Uh, As freshmen, I mean, that's a stacked group now. Mm. I mean, I don't know that in the modern era, Kentucky has ever recruited as well, uh, you know, at those positions. So I think they've got to feel really good about the linebacker room.
0: Yeah, I don't think there's any question about that. And I just kind of get real quick wrap it up this discussion with Peters on his measurable. Is he six foot four, two hundred and thirty two pounds? So definitely, that's uh, <laughs> that's the size you want, Kyle. Uh, so you know, another big day for Mark Stoops. Tons of positive. It's been. Everything has been coming up Mark Stoops uh, <laughs> since that bowl game, you know, starting with that. And then everything is pretty, the train's been pretty positive. I guess like the only negative news was the transfer of Gunnar Hoke. I might be missing something, but, uh, you know, they, they kind of got a replacement for him, as we talked about last time with Sawyer Smith. So it's, it's been a gr- pretty good offseason for Mark Stoops overall.
1: Yeah. And, you know, this, you know, uh, Peters is not going to count in the recruiting class, but they're doing, you know, they're on a roll in, in recruiting. Uh, and then, you know, they are basically now considered a favorite. We mentioned John Hale made fun of him uh, writing about The Bachelor. uh to courier journal, but he uh, also had a story today about how they're basically considered the favorite to land a top 10 overall player, um, which would be you know, I think pretty obviously, be the highest ranked guy of the of the internet rankings era. Uh, Tim Couch would be the best, probably the best recruit they've ever gotten. Um, but, um, um well, I've just lost my train of thought. Justin Rogers, uh, an offensive lineman out of Michigan, again Michigan and Ohio, a uh, kid out of Michigan. He's a five star kid, number ten overall, and the number one guard, offensive guard in the country, in the class of twenty twenty. Um it, you know, he's got Michigan, Tennessee, Georgia, LSU, Alabama are his other finalists, and, and Kentucky is considered the leader. That is that that as much as anything tells you how much of a role Kentucky is on because they just as well as they've recruited in the high three star and four star um caliber guys, you know, here and there you get the US Army All American and you get a five star, very rarely like Landon Young, but they're in state guys that they're in for a top 10 player um, out of another state and a state like Michigan that has two powerhouse programs in it. uh, That's, that's kind of a big deal that it seems like we talked about it. We've talked about it. I think several times on this podcast, like how much of a bump are they going to get from the actual success finally happening? Mm -hmm. Not just, not just drawings and hope selling hope, but you know, actual facilities and actual wins 10-win season, beating a program like Penn State in a bowl game, having a big draft night. um, It just seems like there's a snowball kind of going now for Kentucky, and if they get this kid Rodgers, I mean, that's kind of a game changer maybe.
0: Yeah. And that's the, the, you know, and wrap it up with this, you know, the, the lines and the, the guys that are coming off the edge are, are such so vital. And, you know, the offensive and defensive lines is something that for, you know, most of the time you can't really fake it. You got to have talent there. You got to have size, you got to have talent. And now that's what they're getting. uh You know, we all, we saw it during the air raid time. They kind of would do this, get their skill guys in space. Now, uh, you know, Mark Stoops has built a traditional style offense and is having success at Kentucky, which, you know, many people thought wasn't possible. And it, it seems if the gr- recruiting continues to go the way it is, he's going to be able to kind of maintain that formula, which is even more impressive. Uh, coming up next, your daily Jaden McDaniels update. But before that, we do need to tell you guys about um, Grassroots Pharmacy. Uh, Kyle, I know you use them, and uh, they've been a great help to you and your family.
1: They have. They've been uh, they're friends of mine now, but uh, really started because we were uh, customers. Um, but they are incredible people. They have a, a wonderful place. They've uh, helped us in many, many. Uh, Tough spots, we've had sick kids, and my wife has dealt with a whole bunch of health problems here recently, and they are always asking how they can help us. Uh, it's a very personal experience. They reach out. Uh, you know, they've let us know, hey, how, however we can help you, we'll help you. They've been great at explaining things to us. Um, you know, they've been great at making recommendations. They have awesome smoothies. My wife loves to drink the green smoothie there. I think we gave away. What was it? A year? A year yeah. of them? They gave away, not we, but they, uh, partnering with us for our bracket challenge. Uh, they, those things are awesome. Uh, they've got a bunch of local uh, products for sale there. Uh, they, they have even random stuff like hats and t-shirts of like of local businesses, um, and they've got a lot of natural um, solutions to health problems in addition to filling your prescription. So it, it's a pretty awesome place um i am so thankful that we found it because i've never had a better better experience uh i pull up in a spot outside and when they know that i have a prescription to be filled and they hand it to me when i walk in the door uh so they look and see see my car and it's it's there when i walk up so it's pretty great i love grassroots uh it's a husband and wife and uh they are really really good people
0: they are located in the hamburg pavilion Uh, at the four-way stop next to the Best Buy on the parking lot side of the Regal uh, Cinema. They're open Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. and on Saturday from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Visit their website, grassrootspharmacy.com, or give them a call, 859-263-1382. That's grassrootspharmacy.com. You are Locked On Kentucky, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Every day, it's something new with Jaden McDaniels one day he's rumored to have signed a letter of intent. The next it's rumored you know, that well, not rumored it's Evan Daniels changes a pick and everybody freaks out. Uh, and then Evan Daniels changes his pick to foggy. And then all the UK fans freak out about that. Uh, Evan's been kind of on a tour of <laughs> Kentucky, uh, radio. Uh, so you have probably heard him if you listen to this podcast and other things, but basically, uh, he all, like, kind of, from the way I, when I was listening to in hit interviews with McDaniels, he kind of thinks, like you laid out a little bit ago, Kyle, uh, it's between Kentucky and Washington. And honestly, it doesn't seem like really anybody knows at this point.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if it's either place. Um, you know, as we're recording this, it's 9.15 on Wednesday evening. Today is the, is the deadline to sign a national letter of intent but that doesn't mean you have to um you know guys can can decide not to sign a binding letter of intent and to sign uh just a grant and aid forms basically when you decide to pick a school um and so i would guess that's what he's going to do from everything i gather you know this could change and we may have to like uh, record a little update to it to change it before uh, sometime uh in the next three hours or whatever but i i I think he's probably not going to tell anybody what he's doing for a little while longer. Um, he's been content to keep his recruitment super quiet. He's, um, you know, not really spoken about it and has given no indication that he's ready uh, to make an announcement. I think it's also interesting that it was Washington, 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 and then it swung really big. You know, everybody was thinking Kentucky and people were predicting Kentucky. I was feeling fairly confident it was going to be Kentucky. And then, you know, the, the move this past week where it's back to sort of maybe not and things are unknown might signal that he's just waffling a little bit or the family's waffling or he wants one thing and the family wants another thing. You know, I don't know, but um, I think we're going to have to wait a little while longer. And again, I, I, I wouldn't be stunned if he goes to Kentucky or Washington at this point. Uh, it wouldn't shock me if he, Commits to one and then ends up at another, which somebody else from uh, Washington has done for uh, with Kentucky before. Uh, and with Washington, Terrence Jones committed to Washington, uh, it, as the story is told later, had immediate regret uh, and eventually flipped to Kentucky. So um, who knows? That could happen this time. Could happen in reverse. I don't know. But um, the wait continues. I don't think it matters a ton for Kentucky. I, you know, I really don't. They're loaded with wings. They're loaded with talented guys. I think Jaden McDaniels is going to be a little more project than polish. Um, I mean, he's a terrific talent. He's a long athlete with skills. I, lo- I like him long-term, but in the short term, he may not be a guy who's just a dominant freshman in college basketball. Uh, and coming to Kentucky may put a lot of pressure on him to be that. And so um, I think either way, Kentucky's going to be okay. I think all it does is if if Kentucky gets him is just crank the hype up even more on, on next year's roster.
0: Yeah. I don't, I completely agree with all of that. And I mean, the, the one thing to kind of keep in mind uh, is a lot of times these guys have more success at the next level. <laughs> and and it kind of just, it depends on the type of game they have. I mean, obviously the, the most, The obvious best example is Devin Booker just becoming an NBA superstar and not even starting for Kentucky. Obviously, there were a lot of things going on with that team and the platoons and et cetera. Um, But Jaden McDaniels is, is very interesting. And let me ask you this. This is a little bit tough to probably project to a certain extent. If he comes to Kentucky, would he be the first guy drafted off of the Kentucky team in the next draft?
1: No, nah, I don't think so. You
0: think it would be Whitney or? or...
1: Um, no, I mean, I, well, gosh, I guess that is kind of a tough thing to answer. Yeah, I know. Um,
0: that's what I. Hey, that's what I'm here for. It's I, hard to say.
1: Like honestly, it, I don't know. I think I've already. I think I've already gone too too heavy on the Johnny Juzang hype train.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I mean,
1: if, if he's as good at Kentucky and productive as I think he could be, because of their need for that, like. It wouldn't shock me if it's him, if he, if he has, like, a Tyler Hero type of season. Wait, what? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's probably more likely to be Tyrese Maxey. Um, but I just, I don't know. I, I think the next season's team is just has, like, no obvious superstar um, and a whole bunch of good, like, good to really good pieces that – I mean i I don't know, I don't know what I would pick uh,
0: well, I would I, pick I, I would pick Khalil Whitney and then probably just because he's a physical specimen, and I think he's really what the NBA likes, and I think he'll he'll be able to play a role at Kentucky probably partially by need uh, where he'll be able to kind of be more of a forward and if he can show some skill, then that would be very projectable to the NBA and then my second pick might be Maxie because he has all the tools, but your love of Johnny Juzang is amazing, Kyle.
1: <laughs> it's more about like like he just feels like the kind of guy who can like will do that. I, I just I feel like we've seen that movie before, and it, it feels weird to say that about like to predict that for him. But it, like I mean I don't know. I mainly because I just don't know. I, I think it's most likely to be Tyrese Maxey. I'm I'm gonna have to see more of Khalil Whitney to believe that he's going to be the highest draft pick on that team. Um, I think he'll struggle in some areas. Um, I think he'll be a little bit hit or miss depending on the matchup. Um, I I thought he, you know, I don't know. I'm not, I don't think, I I don't believe it'll be Khalil, it'll it'll be Khalil Whitney.
0: All good. No, I I mean, that's, that's a fair argument. And we'll, Obviously, we'll be diving into this a little bit more uh, going forward, but I thought kind of throw it out there. And if you have any thoughts, hit us hit us up on Twitter at Locked On UK or either one of us, Kyle or me, on Twitter. Coming up next, we're gonna speaking of projection, we're gonna project like guys that aren't even in their senior year of high school yet, and sometimes that aren't even in their junior year. But you know, Kyle and I both saw them on the UIBL, so we're gonna talk about them a little bit right after this. You are locked on Kentucky. Your daily Kentucky Wildcats
1: podcast.
0: Who was your favorite prospect you got to watch, Mister Tucker?
1: Uh, in the twenty twenty class. Just anybody. You don't need to limit it. Um. Well, he's not like he's not best, but I I do really like Isaiah Todd, and you know that because we're in group text with our our guy Kyle Man. He's not like my favorite person in that class. I just I I'm just very high on him, uh, and I'm a little bit low on Scotty Barnes. Um compared to other people where he's ranked and and some other people there, they're on the same AAU team. And I've watched them play together a few times uh, last spring and this spring. Um, I think bones will be a frustrating guy for whoever lands him Um, as a freshman. Yeah, probably. Um, I think Isaiah Todd, you know, I think he's like ranked 13th or 14th. Um, The way he plays, how hard he plays, the fact that he does a bunch of different things at his size it uh, just really impresses me, um, you know, and, I, and in some ways I'm probably focused more on him because I just don't think Kentucky's going to get uh, Scotty Barnes. Uh, and I do think Kentucky's in a great spot to get Isaiah Todd. So oh, Well,
0: you know, I had breaking news over the stop in Indy, and he was the first. I was the first person because Isaiah and I are such good buds Uh, that he told about his, his visit with Kansas. He said right after the stop in Atlanta, uh, Bill Self and staff came and he set up a visit to go, uh, check out the fall gallon and all the accoutrement in Lawrence. Um, he said he obviously is going to set up a visit to Kentucky as well, but that isn't kind of all the way chiseled out at this point. Um, so I think that his recruitment while Kentucky's obviously, I think in a great spot, um, is still there's still a lot to be done there i think he is very interested in talking to a couple other programs i think he said that he had a top 10 i haven't seen it It, i mean it's 10 so that's just a ton and he hears from all of them so he kind of and this is when you say this it sometimes sounds negative but it is in no way negative when i say this he kind of seems to enjoy the recruiting process and i don't know why you wouldn't you're talking to the best basketball coaches ever and they're telling you how great you are and what they how they see you projecting on in college and then on the next level
1: yeah, I would I would have a lot of fun uh, if I was a, a hotly recruited <laughs> prospect. I think I'd have a lot of fun with it. Um, I like Jalen Johnson a lot, um, and he was a guy who surprised some people that first weekend, saying that Kentucky was his dream school. Um, he's a kid out of Wisconsin, uh, knows Tyler Hero, uh, actually. Duke is his is the favorite for him in the crystal ball but uh and and that was the kind of the conventional wisdom so I thought it was interesting that he said Kentucky was his uh, uh dream school I thought he was a lot of fun that team he's on out of Wisconsin I can't remember the name of them uh, but they've got three pretty high level guys uh and and they're a lot of fun to watch he was a lot of fun to watch is
0: I that like a King. phenom I'm, U?
1: yes I think so
0: phenom you what uh, a name
1: yeah, um, Cade Cunningham is a kid out of Montverde Academy um, who's a top-ten player, small forward. Uh, really, really, really like him. He's the guy that it was 100% on the crystal ball, and he was for Kentucky, and he's like, I have no idea where that came from. Uh, uh, and Kentucky had not offered him um, as of that first weekend of the spring. I believe they have offered him now, and I, and I saw, I think you had and some others that um, you know Kentucky's really picked up yeah. the recruitment John Calipari's gotten a lot more involved uh Joel Justice I believe was his point point of contact and was has been on him for a while but John Calipari has i think personally turned up the heat on him a little bit so he's he's one to watch and then one that's i it's a Kentucky target that I don't think they're going to get cuz I think he's going to Auburn but that was like the most probably the most fun dude that I saw out there um was Sharif Cooper a five star point guard a uh, little guy who is quick as all get out and gets to the bucket at will i don't know if you saw him play much or if you um uh, or if he played really well when you saw him but he's a uh, pretty electric point guard and is going to make auburn really really good uh or keep auburn really really good i should say
0: yeah i saw them a bit he is with a Bj Boston, right? They're aot. Yeah. I think is the name of their team. They're a really just they're a fun squad to watch. Uh, they get up and down a ton, as you as you said about Sharif. Um, real quick on Cade, uh, the one thing that I did find interesting when he was talking about uh, what kind of team he wanted to play for in college, he said he wanted to compete for a national championship immediately, and he also wanted to play for a great coach that's going to prepare him for the next level. You know, John Calipari in Kentucky checked both those boxes uh, most seasons. Um, uh, The last guy that, well, I'll tell you what, I do want to mention my favorite guy to watch. uh, And I don't even know if you got to see him, Kyle, because you see, I mean, obviously you're focused on 2020 a little bit more. Jonathan Kaminga. Did you get a chance to check him out? Yeah,
1: he's really good. And he's a, he's a, was a really nice kid to talk to.
0: He is a giant Like well, not like he's not like super tall, but I don't. He is one of the more athletic guys I've ever seen. His head just seemed to be above the rim all the time, and he was just a joy to watch. And uh, so that was my favorite guy to watch. And then uh, lastly, Kyle. This is how we'll we'll wrap it. Um, I didn't get to see him play because he was injured. Uh, You got to see him play, I think, a little bit. Justin Powell, uh, who is going to North Oldham uh, High School this year. He was he did a year. In Florida at a prep school didn't like it came back home to Kentucky um when I was talking to him last weekend this is like an interesting group of uh the three schools that are talking to him the most right now it's Georgia Tech Xavier and Kentucky uh he had a groin injury um so he wasn't playing uh up in Indy but he was going to get it checked out when he got back uh to the Louisville area so uh we'll see where that goes but he's like a four-star guy he's a six-six guard um kind of an interesting guy, and he's a local guy, so obviously Kentucky fans are going to be super interested in him.
1: Yeah, he was uh, like a top—Ben Roberts, excuse me, Ben Roberts, of the Herald leader, kind of unearthed his story Um, that first weekend. I think he was at a top 50 or approaching a top 50 caliber prospect early on in his uh, high school career, and then he transferred out of Louisville to go to Montbird. Didn't work out there. And because he was – then he came back and he had to sit out a year. And because that happened, he basically vanished from the rankings um, and is now sort of re-emerging. I think that first weekend on EYBL, he might have led the thing in three-point shooting. He made a, a bunch of them. I think there was a, a game he hit like seven threes um, and got a lot of people's attention. I, again, I think that's one that Joel Justice is the point, con- point of contact on him. Yeah. To me, like a guy like that is a perfect – you know, if you're looking for Kentucky to kind of go after a, a, a Kentucky-worthy player when there is one in the state and the guy that might stick around and develop and really be something for you, uh, this seems like one of those perfect kind of guys to get. Um, just like I think Dante Allen was in this last class. Um, you know, if I'm if I'm Kentucky, and you know, we we've mentioned this a few times, but there could be just a, an enormous exodus. Uh, a huge amount of scholarships available and holes that need to be filled um, next year, I'm I'm probably offering that kid uh, because I think you can make room for him knowing that there's going to be a bunch of guys leaving.
0: Yeah. um, His recruitment seems to be just kind of starting in all honesty. He talked about how he got uh, talked to by Michigan. This was before Beeline left, so we'll see where that goes. Oklahoma, Iowa State. He also mentioned that he probably will take a visit up to Indiana. Oddly, Uh, Being in Oldham County, which is, I mean, almost a suburb of Louisville to a certain extent, no contact, no direct contact, he said, with the Louisville coaching staff. He said he thinks the Louisville coaches have either talked to his high school coach or AAU coach, but not direct to him, kind of. Kind of, I don't know. I don't obviously know all the Louisville recruits in and out. Maybe they got a ton of guys of his position. Who knows? Uh, but the the one thing I do want to mention about him, he did make it clear that he doesn't want to just be a guy who stands in the corner and shoots threes. He wants to be able to play make a uh, little bit. And you know that's something that that John Calipari allows a lot of his wings to do to a certain extent. Obviously, isn't going to put him in bad positions, but you know this guy obviously could do a do a Tyler Hero type deal, uh, and you know Hero was able to playmaker to a certain extent um, as well. So uh, we'll keep you up to date on all the 2020 musings uh, as those go forward. Um, until next time, please be following along with us on social media at Locked on, on Twitter. Find us on Facebook. Just search Locked On Kentucky. You can follow Kyle
1: at Kyle Tucker underscore A T H.
0: I'm at Curtis Birch B-U-R-C-H. Please rate, please review, please subscribe. All those really help and are really important in the rankings. And honestly, they just boost our ego a little bit if we get five stars and, and some and people say nice things to us. So if you if you like if you like to make Kyle feel better about himself, please do that.
1: He, yes, he, please do. He, I need it.
0: He he needs he needs self assurance, reassurance. He doesn't need insurance. He's got that, I think. But. All those other things he does.
1: If you, uh, if you sell insurance and you'd like to advertise on the podcast,
0: shoot us an email lockedonkentucky at gmail.com. Um, all right, that's going to do it. Speaking of sponsors, thanks again to this show's sponsor, Grassroots Pharmacy. Um, until next time, we'll talk to you guys soon. Are locked on Kentucky, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcast Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. All right, yeah, we'll do that in the last segment. So cool. All right, make sure everything's rolling. Can you talk for one second? I want to make sure your level's good. Check, check. One two, one two.
1: Okay, good deal. All right, <clears throat> here we go.